Welcome everybody to episode number eight. Woo-hoo-hoo. Uh, this is going to be our last last episode for the year. This is what a big year, huh? Yeah, pretty stoked with with how things have been going, and you know it's sort of baby steps for us. We're learning our craft in this, and um, hopefully you guys are enjoying what we're doing as well. And we'll be the back next year. Been great. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got to say on. Uh, you know, our world map, we're really uh, covering a lot of areas, South America, America, yeah. Canada, uh, France, very popular in France, yeah. uh, Spain, yeah. um, UK, UK big through Ireland, yeah. um, a couple in Germany, yeah, cool. and then uh, this week we had our first listeners from Thailand. <laughs> I was like, fuck. That's so cool. It's just so random, but uh, yeah. I guess that's... It's you know, multimedia at the it? moment, and yeah. people are catching on to it, and we always knew it would be a growing... You know, base. We started this out with well, nothing. Just well, nothing. Idea. Yeah, nothing. And, and look, help. we're like I said, we're learning as well. So hopefully, we're getting better at what we're doing, and you guys are enjoying it. So more feedback would be great. Yeah, yeah. Good or bad. All feedback is is accepted. We love yeah. it. Like a, it just means people are listening. So exactly. And if you really slag us off, <laughs> we'll slag you back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can have a dog in the fight. Uh, that's it. Listen, we, we've got a really good episode. Um, I've got a really... This is another one I've been looking forward to. A really good friend of mine and really um, someone that I've spent so many years playing music with, uh, Ricky. Um, unfortunately, we were hoping to get his brother in as well, but that, that couldn't, couldn't happen for various reasons tonight. But we will have him in as well because uh, he's another fantastic guy. And so I'm super looking forward to that. But... Big news for all us 40-something dudes. New Tool album came out a couple of weeks ago, and I've been listening to it a lot because I've been on the road quite a bit. Um, and so we're going to do... We haven't done this before, but we're going to do a little bit of review of the album. Review. I actually had... And I'll put a photo up of this later. As soon as I found out the album was coming out, I ordered the CD because I... I'm a collector of, of music and I also really love tools packaging. So I'll put up a few photos of that on Instagram and stuff later. Um, you haven't seen this yet? I haven't. I've showed you a few little things, but in the, the really special thing about this packaging is that when you open it up, there is um, a 12 minute video that plays on a screen in the CE packaging, which Listen, no one does this shit anymore. No. Nobody. And even back in the day, no one was doing the stuff that these guys were doing. Have a look at the packaging for 10,000 days. Have a look at them patching for Lateralis. Lateralis. Lateralis um, was the one with the flip-up. No, that was 10,000 days was 10, with the flip-up goggles. Goggles. Oh. Um, Lateralis just had the amazing artwork with the see-through the, the, body. The layers. Yep, and then Arnima had like the... Um, it's like a, almost like a holographic mm. 
thing with you, you put the pictures behind and, and, and that sort of stuff. And all our work is by... Um, I don't know, his, I can't remember his name. The guitarist. No, 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 it's not all by him. Some of the, look, most of the stop motion video stuff is by Adam Jones. Adam Jones. But there is an artist, and I will, I know I'm a fucking moron for not knowing this. <laughs> Call yourself a fan. I know, I'm not, look, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thumbs down for me for that one, but we'll, we'll, we'll post that later. Right, so fuck but listen, open that up and have a look. And I just want to, we just want to get Andrew's reaction at this because it's, it's, I was blown away when I, when I saw it. And when I got to experience it. Look at that. And as soon as you open it, holy fuck, a video starts. Yeah. I think it runs for maybe 12 minutes altogether. But there is, you know, extra music and... It's pretty trippy. (laughs) Fucking eye. Oh my god. You know you're not getting this out of my hands. <laughs> well, You'll have I to was fried out of my. Listen, dead body. I was going to say because we don't want to sit here and, and let Andrew. No, watch but the we whole need thing, to. Can we film this and upload it onto the Instagram? I don't know. I don't think that might be copyright. Um, I might do a little snippet. A little snippet. A little snippet of it. I'd say do twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. You'll yeah, be, you'll be all we'll right. We'll be all good. We might. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that up, but. And I wouldn't oh do this for God. anyone else, but you can keep this for a week and then I'll get it back off you. And you can watch the whole thing. Oh, I'm getting so <laughs> high tonight. <laughs> and it sucks you in that video too, like if anyone else that's seen it or has the CD, it's, yeah. What Music. a concept. What yeah. a fucking concept. And and I'll, I'll put up some shots later of the actual uh, CD itself, which is, you know. Uh, I gotta stop. Yeah. I'm getting so high tonight. <laughs> Jesus. It's, yeah. Like, like I said, I'm not lending that to anyone else, but you can have it for a week and then I'll get it back off you because it's, That's yeah, just lay it down. Yeah. That's too precious. It's too precious. Now, so, okay, so hang on. I'm going to let you go first because I want to hear. Look, when, when we spoke about this on the phone the other day, we were like, okay, what, you know, we've got Ricky coming. We want to do something a little bit special to, to finish the year off. And you suggested we review this album, and can I quote you? Yeah. You're not going to like what I have to say, Paul. And straight away, I got my back up and went, that's it, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm, whatever he's got to say, if it's negative, I'm going hard, son. <laughs> well, look, it's, it's not negative. I just feel we waited so long. I was expecting to be more impressed, more blown away. Yeah. Had my soul torn out of my body because we'd wait was it 12 years 13 years 13 yeah. years yeah um look it's not a bad album I'm going to say that straight off the bat but there's just I've, I've had some issues with it I've yeah. had it I've, I've found it hard to get the whole way through in one go yeah and that comes down to time and I've been listening to the wrong place I did lay down and listen to it the entire thing today yeah and it did change my perspective of it so, you know, it was, oh, but, and this is, <laughs> this is the bad thing. Okay? No, 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 it's all good. What it doesn't have for me, yeah. which the entire cool, uh, tool <coughs> catalogue, back catalogue has, it has that one defining moment in each album that 
you completely understand and you know mm-hmm. that you... I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm just, I am listening, but I'm making notes as making well. Making notes. Yeah, I wanna, uh, there are points that I want to... He's making notes on me. <laughs> um, and I want to pronounce right. Fear in column? Inoculum. Inoculum. Yeah. Fear inoculum. Oh, that's my own hand, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started early tonight. That's it. Don't let friends drink in podcast. <laughs> Don't drink, but don't drink in podcasts. That's it. Friends don't let friends drink in podcasts. Friends don't. Oh, we can't. That's okay. <sighs> okay. What I liked about it, uh, track two, mm-hmm. uh, Numa. I'd say it's a silent P. Yeah. The other thing that drives me crazy about them, they make it so hard to pronounce. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a fuck off to radio DJs. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Because <laughs> I, I remember when Anima came out mm. and... Everyone's called Enema. Everyone's calling it Enema. Yeah. And they totally, they, they suck at me, right? Because I listened to an interview with them and they were talking about Anima being an ancient, uh, like, Mexican mm. thing where it, a tidal wave would come and, and clean the world, which is an Enema. Right, <laughs> and I remember explaining it. I think I, thought I was explaining it to Ricky, going, "Yeah, and it's this, you know, tribal blood." And I got halfway through the explanation and went, "They fucking got me, because it is just a enema. That's what it is, you know." And and, it's, and yeah, so they are bastards like that. They oh, do yeah. sucker you in. They and, do. And I'll put my hand up. They get me a few times. Um, yeah. So for me, track two, uh, Numa. 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 Yeah. Silent P. Uh, yeah, that that was the first turning point. Especially today, I was like, right, I had that moment where I was like, okay, I can actually feel it. I'm yeah. drifting off with this. Yeah. And um, it, it was working for me. Track four, Invincible to drumming. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's different level drumming. Yeah. Oh, I don't, mean, look, Danny Carey is different level drummer. Oh, absolutely. You know? But I, I really feel at certain points on this album, he has definitely gone to other levels at yeah. certain points yeah other points he's, he's he's stuck to what's safe what he knows which is not a bad thing no. there's nothing wrong with that no um, track set dis, uh, track six descending is again it was another one where I actually I felt I felt within the album by track six yeah what's getting me in between it I guess it's um, I wouldn't say They've lost the edges. They've matured. Yeah. And they've got a lot better at <clears throat> being creative song uh, orchestrators. Yeah. Uh, if you really listen to it, the detail in it. And that's what took 13 years. And that's yeah. what they said. Yeah. You know, well, we want to get it right. I think the last last interview or I think a podcast I listened to with Maynard, mm. he was on Joe Rogan's. Mm-hmm. And he was, I think he was just finishing up the last um, Perfect Circle tour. Yeah. And Rogan said to him, so, you know, people are asking me because, you know, they know your friend and, and he's like, dude, when the music's done, I'll, I'll go and do it. But those guys are perfectionists yeah. and they're not giving me the music until it's done. Yeah. And, and fair play. And it know. is. And the level of maturity is phenomenal. Yeah. They've aged well and it's so precise. But in the same sense, that's what Opiate had, that, that yeah. really driving, really raw. like, raw. And that's yeah. what got us all in. Yeah. And then... Yeah, as they progress through album to album, as all bands do, as all musicians, they've got better and better and more mature with everything. So it's a bit yeah. like, 
I get it. I do get it, but yeah. it wasn't. I guess thirteen years is a long time. It is to have a break, and when you're yeah. as big as fans as we are, you're expecting things like okay, for okay, you know, big moments in tour history for me. Okay, sober on undertow. Yeah, you know that wailing guitar that comes in and and and. and it's only two chords, you know. That's, I know, that's, and that's what's yeah. frightening about it. And then yeah. that guitar going, yeah, yeah. it's just and, and lyrically morbid. Yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah. You know, he really crossed over into the dark side. Yeah, uh, NMR. I mean, look for mine, hooker with a penis. Yeah, <laughs> you know the the riffs, the big fuck you to the fan hater, the sellout. Yeah, and that's what. Yeah. I've got some advice for you, little buddy. Before you point your finger, you should know that I'm the man. If I'm the fucking man, then you're the fucking man as well. And you can point that fucking finger at your ass. I mean, he's slagging off his fan base. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But he was sick of the criticism. And fair play. Yeah. There's not a lot of musicians who will go, you know what? You might be right, but... Fuck you. You sold out long before me. Yeah, exactly. Just exactly. for buying one of my albums, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> you dickhead. Wake up. There's a nice little um, uh, video of Maynard on YouTube where he's just talking about work and work ethic. And his whole thing is like, I don't owe the fans anything. Turning point, they don't owe me anything. Yeah. I'm just going to work hard and do the best I can. And if they like it, they like it. Yeah. You know? And if they don't, they don't. So. Of course, you can't go past the title track on Anima. No. I mean, the escalation with that outright fed up with it all. Yeah. Fucking wash it all away. Wash it all away. Start way. again. Yeah. You know, and uh, he's, he's praying for it. He wants it yeah. to happen. I mean, those two songs that, uh, uh, on that album, that was like turning points. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and just that, that, just to pick up that song in particular, that I think the musicianship on that track mm. pretty much opened the way for the next two albums. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I agree. Yeah. It's 100%. Just, yeah. You know, and in general, that album, Maynard really found the hauntingness to his vocals. Yeah. I've got another theory on that album too, which I'll, right, I'll talk right. about. Hey, in. You'll get your turn. No, which will back up exactly what you're saying. So You'll get your turn. Thank you. <laughs> oh, shut up. No. <laughs> <coughs> Lateral, lateralis the grunge you know yeah. I'm, for what I'm hearing in this new album I'm hearing a lot of the bass influence from from that which is it's, it's not a bad thing to draw from your own influences as yeah. opposed to other people but I do hear a lot of that in the new album yeah you know the lot of, you know there is a few high points in the bass but he is drawing on his back catalogue yeah and there's a lot of stuff that I was like oh, oh, hang on I've heard that yeah where have I heard that and I'm, it's instantly recognisable but it's it's a, t- a tune down yeah as a bass player you, yeah, you, tune, you can tune down the D and you know, drop, the drop different tunings and, yeah. exactly but am I wrong in saying that it's very close in he, he has he has a very particular sound okay and, and one of the one of and one of the th- and, and I actually would, would want to talk about this in a little bit more in depth, is the difference in sound between Undertow and Anima, where they change bass players. 
and how much that affected them. And he has a sound where he uses delay and he has really, I don't know if it's the way that he sets his EQ, but his strings sound very loose. Mm. And that's where, like on Anima, that, that the track where he's playing, da 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 and then he plays an open string that's his signature like sound and there is that on the new album yeah definitely but am I in right saying no no that's a signature technique for him but he is toning down the chords isn't he to give it a different feel or am I wrong yeah he does well he played I'm not a musician he's very interesting in that that he Look, he plays predominantly with a pick, okay? So he doesn't do a lot of finger work, but that opens up a, a very guitar style of playing where he does use open strings and mutes other strings at the same time, which gives him that, that those sort of riffs and those sort of sounds, and, and, that's, and then that, that, that's his signature. It's like Flea, right? Mm-hmm. When you hear Flea play, like the, 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 the most iconic Flea riff would be Give It Away, everyone knows that that's him mm. yeah, that's his sound um, and that's his way of playing that's his groove slightly quirky funk mm. you could know that song you know it's him straight away Justin Chancellor is the same okay. okay so he has that technique same as Les Claypool like can you hear Les Claypool you know it's him it's one of the reasons I love Justin is because I know it's him when he's playing mm-hmm. you know like so I understand what you're saying, but I'm also a little bit more forgiving of that, because why would you why would you want to sound like anyone else? Yeah. You know, like if you've spent years getting to a point where people know it's you just by your playing, what change? Why, why the fuck would you? You know, like that that's the that's the peak for it. You know. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, other notable one, uh, ticks and leeches. Yeah. <clears throat> 10,000 Days. And this all has a point why I'm bringing all these up. Uh, 10,000 Days. The pot. Yeah. Mate. It's, for mine, it's the best bass. Yeah. It really, it's really good. is. That pure groove metal funk. You know, you don't hear that. Sort of, oh, yeah, he did some really good metal funk. No. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the clanging of an industrial, uh, you know, a, 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 an old... British industrial site churning out BSA fucking yeah. bikes that yeah. <laughs> it's oh, oh. <laughs> it's but it's unbelievable no, the way he is, can do that oh, no. uh, and of course lyrically like one of my favourite lines you must have been high yeah I mean I say that all the time like people say like I oh, know I did this I was like <laughs> you must have been high you must have been high pal <laughs> um, you piss on my own black uh, on my own black on my old black kettle yeah it's the pot calling the kettle black exactly yeah uh, you must have been high who the fuck are you to wave your finger around you know it's it, it in the same sense he's waving his finger around so you know it's an outline the hypocrisy of society yeah you know and i just find it's like there's moments i'm like you can't be fucking serious pal yeah you know what i mean <laughs> don't stand there and wave your fucking finger at me and piss on my yeah pot Piss on my black kettle. Exactly. For me, it's the perfect tall song. Yeah. Okay. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, and more than anything, you know what I, and uh, and to quote one of the greats as well, uh, Kurt Cobain, 
fade outs are for wimps. Yeah. And at five minutes, 11 seconds, it starts to fade out at that song. You're like, oh. and I remember thinking, it's like, no, no, they're not, no, no, no. not going to do a fade out. No. Not at all. No. Don't fucking <laughs> tear my heart out. And then they ramp it straight back up yeah. and draw and you back, in, back again. in and punch you in the face with it. Well, oh, mate, they, yeah. they stop on your head. Yeah. They hold you down. And then, you know, they go straight to the... <laughs> and stops. And then they follow it. They bring it back up on the next song with a lip on country, which evokes American injury, uh, American indian shaman yeah chanting so you've just been torn one side and then they're like okay we're going to heal you over here all these points and all these albums that i felt throughout the back catalog of uh tool they've all had their moments where they brought me into the album and i understood it yeah i am yet to find that on this album i haven't found a defining moment in the new album what makes me feel okay I, I get where you're coming from and I feel part of it. Yeah. You know, this is something that can just pick me up and I can float with it. Yeah. I just haven't found out with a new album. It's not to say that I'm, I'm not disappointed with the album. It's fucking amazing. It really is. But it's just, for mine, it's, it's definitely lacking those points from the other albums. But I think it'll come with listening. Uh, and, you know, I spoke to... Um, uh, I had my friend uh, Mark... Uh, from Black Scam Tattoos, who we, we talk about a lot, and um, yeah. he is. We're gonna check we're, out his Instagram because his tattooing is fucking yeah sick. Uh, yeah, uh, on Instagram, Black Scam Tattoos. Yeah, uh, at Black Scam Tattoos, uh, incredible artist. But uh, I put him on the tour. We're yeah, in. Uh, right. we, we met in San Remo. Oh God, I want to say like ninety five, ninety six, painting a boat in San Remo, and he was. He was a music lover and he just hadn't found anyone to put him on to some good stuff. And I remember we had a hotel room and I took him in and I had cassette tape, dub cassette tape for my brother and I had just a little walk with him. And he said, yeah. I'm looking for something new. I said, sit down there and put that on. I pressed play on fucking um, Undertow. Yeah, yeah. The look, I remember him looking up at me just going, yeah. oh, my oh, life just changed. Yeah. My life just changed. God, you love those moments. Oh, don't you? And, and I, when, you, when you can see that in, like, I know that... that happens to me mm. but when you see that happen to someone else and you go oh you get it now, exactly right? and I live you with know? that memory that joy yeah. that I actually pass it on to him and that's one thing out of you know the the friendship we've had will always have that moment or yeah. I'll always have that moment when I saw yeah. that the light go on and it changed the way he thought about music and then yeah. what he listened to well, and, you did that to me with Jane's Addiction yeah like it same thing, dude. Like, and there's people do it to me know, uh, all yeah. the time, you know. But uh, he rang me because we hadn't chatted in a while, and we went blah 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 blah. We did our chit chat, and I was like, "Oh, look, I've got to go." And he's like, "Oh, anyway, before you go, I've got to ask you, what do you think?" And I went, "Mate, what do I think? We don't have time." <laughs> and he was like, oh, "No, give it another fucking listen." Oh. Yeah. And um, I said I wouldn't, and he's a big fan of the podcast, so. Uh, yeah. In the 2020, we, well, I am going to figure out how to Skype record and we're going to have Mark come in oh, uh, from awesome. France yeah. and make it over international arts. He is so excited. Yeah, so I've got a bit of work to do oh, over cool. the, the break, but uh, we're going to get Mark in and, um, oh, and spread his good word and cool. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so cool. So that's my wrap up on it. It's, 
it's not bad. I'm not saying it's not great. I'm just saying it hasn't had that pinnacle moment like every other album has for me yet. But I'm not doubting it won't come. No. I've just got to dedicate myself to a little bit more. And I kind of feel talking to Mark and talking to you, you're all waiting for me to kind of I'm waiting find for that to, moment. I'm waiting for the penny to drop for you. Now I'm, I'm going to... Right. I'm going to... Set um, my piece. You said your piece. You can, now, ha- you can now... I actually listened... Because we spoke, I think it was on Thursday or Friday when we decided we are going to do this. And then I spent the weekend driving and I think I listened to it four times over the weekend. In, like, end to end. Good listen. Good listen. I had plenty of time. Um, there's not... It's not an album I can pick a song from and go and listen to it. I want to listen to the whole fucking thing. That, that, that's my first point. So let's talk about the time of the songs. There is no song on that album under seven and a half minutes. Okay. I like to think that that's deliberate on their behalf, that the record company went to them and said, listen, we need an album um, and we need some radio songs and they went hang on hang on hang I've got on. something in my pocket for yeah, you yeah, yeah. fuck there's off there's that here's, here's the single it's 8 minutes <laughs> okay. now so the, the the single was released out here Fear Inoculum um, I think 3 or 4 weeks before the album came out um, I was very excited so I downloaded it straight away the day it came out I got up quarter past 6 in the morning had a little bit of a smoke, put my headphones on and listened to it three or four times. I was a little bit like you were. I was a little bit sort of, okay. Maybe I was expecting something different. Um, But... Expectations were high. Expectations were high because it's been a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Which brings me to my first point, which is, okay, well, what was I expecting? Because... My theory with bands is that the music that they produce is a culmination of the personalities in the room. Okay, so they all have a common goal. Okay, we want to play X amount of X style of music. Um, so you're put the, the, the four personalities in that in in the room then define what that sound is. So the, and the, that's noticeable with Tool in the difference between Undertow and Anima when Justin Chancellor came in. All of a sudden, the songs became way more intricate, much more. There was, the sound was so much clearer, like the guitar sound, the bass sound, the drum, like everything was just better because it was a different personality in the room, even though it was still, still tall. Now, I'm going to say something here that might annoy a few people. I don't really like Opiate. It's not my favourite of theirs. Um, I really got into Undertow initially. I went because I didn't hear Opie. I heard Opiate after Undertow, and when I went back, I was like, okay, yeah, I can it's see where they're coming from. But a lot of people, a lot of people not... heard Opiate after the fact because yeah. it was their first EP, and it was hard to find. Yeah, it, it was. It was really hard to find back then. And in the I, day. I wouldn't be surprised, don't quote me, but I wouldn't be surprised if I didn't hear it until Anima. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised because I didn't really know like I think I'd heard the songs but I hadn't heard that opiate altogether it wasn't until someone said that's the first one you got to hear it and I, and I do listen to it and I mm, okay yeah yeah I mean the highest the, the biggest highlight on that album is the live stuff at the end yeah definitely because that showed the rawness of them get that Bob Marley wannabe motherfucker out of here yeah exactly <laughs> it's brilliant 
Um, the, the other thing, the other sort of point I want to make on the personalities in the room is that you can hear the difference because Maynard does Pussifer and Perfect Circle and they don't sound like Tool, okay? Uh, Danny Carey did in the last couple of years um, uh, Seagull Men, which is with um, Brent from Mastodon. You honestly wouldn't know it was his dr him drumming unless you knew it was him drumming. It's not like Tool where you go, oh, that's Tool because that's Danny's sound and just it's just a drummer playing songs. And so that he hasn't implanted his personality on that band. Whereas obviously with Tool, they all have their personality well and truly stamped on, on the band. So that's, that's what creates that sound, you know? The Seagull Men was more of a conglomerate of we're doing a theatre style rock show type of thing and he was just a drummer. So I think that's, a, that's an important thing that, that that's, that when we listen to Tool, we have to remember that it is those four guys doing what they love. And I mean, what the, f I kind of think, like what the fuck were we expecting them to come out with hip hop? Like we, we, we were expecting a Tool album. We got a fucking Tool album. Mm. And the more I listen to it, the more I, more I love it. So I've drawn up just a little, a little thing. I'll, I'll take a photo of this later. Now this is just little squares, different songs. The Stink Fist, 46 and 2, Anima, Schism, Lateralis, um, different songs. In my mind, when I first heard the whole album all together, and this has happened to me a couple of times with Tool, where I get a, when I'm listening to the album and I actually get a visual picture of what I'm hearing, and it was like they had a board of, of buttons of all their tracks. And they just went, yep, I want that bit, I want that bit, I want that, I'm gonna take that, I'm gonna take that technique, and I'm gonna do that. And then they added new shit to that, and then, then we got the new album. Mm. So that, that to me is what they did. And that to me is mastery. They are masters of what they do. Mm. They have taken their craft to such a level that if you watch a carpenter, right, a, a, a third year apprentice can make a chair. Okay, then you look at a guy that's been doing it for 40 years or 50 years and he does the chair and then he hand carves it and then he stains it and then he makes it a beautiful... It's still a chair, the same as the third year apprentice made, but it's not just a chair. It's, it's, it's something else. So to me, this album is like that chair. It's a masterwork. Like, it, it really is like... And I also think this is their last album. Mm. Right? So oh, I think hang they... Hang. You heard it here first. I people. think so. I think this is, <laughs> this is their last album. So I think they went, we're just going nuts. We're doing whatever we want to do. The more, I, the more I listen to this album, the more I think that. You know, I think that, that, that this is it and we're not getting any more. Tool is the only band that makes me cry the f like for no other reason but just listening to their music it's happened to me twice the first time I heard Anima the song and when I listened to the single Fear Inoculum there's the, when the, the, there's one bit right a couple of minutes into the song where the, the heavy guitar comes in and you know it's Adam Jones like you just yeah, that's a fucking tall riff and I teared up because it was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm not getting this experience ever again. This is the last time in my life I will be able to sit down and listen to a new Tool album. 
when the fuck is it going to happen again? It's not. Mm. I'm 45, they're in their 50s. I can't see them making another album. We're not waiting another fucking 15 years. I can't see them mm. at, the, at 65 wow. coming out with it. So for me, it was like, it wasn't just like, awesome, this is tall. It's like, this is the last time. I'm not getting this ever again in my life, so I'm going to fucking enjoy it. Wow. You know, so that sort of brought a bit of a tear to my eye at, at the like same I've time. I feel like I've missed out. <laughs> oh, God, I've got FOMO so badly right now. <sighs> so that, that, that's, there's that side of it. Um, okay. You're talking about you're looking for a high point on this album. Mm-hmm. I've found a lot because I've listened to it a lot, especially in the last couple of weeks. But initially, Invincible was the high point. Um, I think that song was written for me and you. It's written for old dudes. Okay, and I'll, and I'll read you the lyrics. Ah, where are we? Fuck, I had them before. Ah, shit, don't look them up again. Just talk amongst yourselves. I'm not allowed to edit these bits out anymore, people. <laughs> I got a rap on the knuckles for me for over editing the podcast. No more, no more. Go on, we're we're going El Natural. We're letting our bushes grow. It's good, it's good. So, longing tooth and soul, longing for another win, lurching to the fray, weapon out and belly in, warrior struggling to remain consequential, bellow aloud, bold and proud of where I where I've been, but here I am. That's old dudes. That's me and you, man. That's that's like, you know, beating chest and drums, beating tired bones again, age-old battled mind, weapon out and belly in. Come on. That's 40-year-old dudes, man. We're out there fucking doing our shit, so holding our guts in so we still look good. We're tired. We're doing it. You know, like it's, yeah. Do I look good? I really connected with that song, like, straight away not not only because of the lyrics of the bass playing in it is i love it it's it's yeah it, as a musician it's yeah it's amazing so that to me is that to me is actually probably the one song that i would go and just put on that one song mm. the rest of them yeah it's just the rest of them i think you need to listen to the whole album you know so mm. and and the more i listen to it if I was going to rank Tool albums, I think it'd be two or three, this album. 10,000 Days was not my favourite. Um, I think this album is lyrically much stronger than 10,000 Days, with the exception of Wings for Marie, which was about Maynard's mother mm-hmm. um, and, and her battle with terminal illness. Um, I think 10,000 Days is actually their weakest album. I think Anima, um, Lateralus, and Fear Inoculum are their three best. Undertow, fourth, and then 10,000 Days and Opiate after that. You know? Wow. Yeah, because it's... Uh, I don't know if I, I, know if I could have done what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Listen, it's all opinion. It's just my opinion. Sure. You know, it's all what I think. And, and wow. But um, I really love this album. I'm, I'm super psyched that they're coming out. Um, yeah, I mean that just dropped last week. They're teasing us, but yeah. uh, we no, already no it's real. pretty bad tease. It's February twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, they're going to be uh, New Zealand and uh, Australia. Yeah, yeah. 
and well, Paul and I are already queuing up for tickets. Yes, yeah. and be... I'm, if I can take my son too, that'll be. Yeah, he's psyched. He loves He's never me. seen Tool, has Never he? seen Tool. We took him to Primus mm. uh, 18 t- months ago, two years ago. Never yeah. seen them. And, you know, and it's... it's oh, we're actually going to get... It's going to be a moment. Yeah. And I'm, get, I'm getting us good seats. Yeah. And he, he's actually going to come on the podcast early next year. I mean, he's going to be... Well, yeah, no, yeah. so we're going to go... Well, we're going to start the new year with, um, well, the youth that we've been talking about. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So he'll, he'll be coming in for that, and hopefully he'll talk about how excited he is to go and see Tool. So yeah, um, but yeah, that's look, that's that's my thoughts on it. Always the packaging for them is look, I had I had to get the CD. Mm. I don't buy a lot of CDs. What did they anymore. do with the album if they did that with the CD? I haven't seen any vinyl yet. There's no vinyl. Yet. That hasn't come no, out yet. No vinyl yet. No, and the CDs were limited. Oh. Yeah, they were very limited. I ended up ordering mine from the states. On Amazon because yeah. when they announced it there wasn't any for sale in Australia mm. um, a week later they announced that they were for sale in Australia but I got it for 35 bucks cheaper <laughs> to buy it from the States and it guaranteed me a, one of however many limited ones they did because they sold out and then is, tool, it, is it numbered I'm not sure it would, not be, sure. In it would be in there somewhere yeah mm. but they I know they did make a second run were limited but only sold them through their website and that was right. it. So it's, it's, this is a very like special, and again, that sort of reinforce. I think reinforces my point that I think it's the last one. I really do. Wow. Because you know everything about it is 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 very on point. It's very the packaging, the the, the way they sold it, the way that I'm I'm so like blown away by their business acumen. Mm to say no to digital downloads for so long. Well, it came out a month before a month this. Before this. They the released back catalog was all released. This, everything on Spotify, Apple, um, whatever, you know, Amazon, whatever, all of a sudden it was all available. Mm. Well, the thing was, <coughs> when I got onto Apple, I was like, okay, cool, I can get back catalog at all, and it wasn't yes. there. Yeah. I was searching for it, I was like, how can it be not there, don't yeah. I? And I was like, fuck it, and then I actually did the research on it, went, no, no, it's not there. No. I was like, well, fuck me. And, and so I, did, I did download everything I had onto my phone so I could listen to it because I love listening to it in the car. Like, yeah. If I'm going into work in the morning and I need a bit of a... Pick me up. Pick me up. Yeah. I go straight for talk. The last two months have been great because I've been listening to it back and forth to work. Even coming home, I was yeah. like, you know, I had a shit day. If I could put tool on. Put on. Do <laughs> you know that the, like the... And, and this is what I mean when I say their business acumen is that... I have all their CDs. Mm. I still wanted to go and buy all the downloads, though. Man. And it's like, you know, like, I had to sort of stop myself. It's like, you, it's, you've already got it on your computer. The only thing you don't have there is the artwork, and that'll come once Apple updates their whatever. And mm. But, I mean, how many people would have just done that? Oh, I've got their CDs. Now I'm going to buy the digital download. Now I'm going to buy the new... So they're business-wise, the way they did that and held off for so many years and then dropped everything, boom, at the same time. Same time. And it's just it's just masterful. Because it was um, the back catalogue and then a week later the title track. The new week later the single and then I think two, three weeks later the, yeah. the album. So oh, genius. Yeah. Look they they and they're renowned for doing stuff their own way. You know, which is yeah. So all in all it's a huge thumbs up from me. I love the album. I think it's great. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, I think Ricky's coming in. Oh, oh, oh. 
Someone's here. Who is it? We'll be back in a minute. We'll be back in a sec with uh, Ricky Marsh. Episode number eight of the Zyola podcast. Uh, we have a very special guest today, uh, one of my favourite people in the world, one of my favourite musos in the world, Ricky Marsh. How are you, bro? Hey, how you doing? Welcome, Ricky. Thanks yeah, for having me. Man. Thanks for coming. And uh, fuck your brother for not turning yeah. up. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> I don't even know him and he's an asshole. Uh, no, we love tea. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. He's a good man. When you're hearing this tea, bro, you got to come in, mate. We you miss you. Yeah. We miss you. So, um, we've given you a sort of a brief rundown of what we'd like to talk about yeah. music-wise and stuff, but a couple of questions we want to ask you quickly. Mm. Do you remember the first concert that you ever went to that you paid for yourself, that where you had to get the money, go and buy the ticket, no parental involvement, no one picking you up, dropping you off, and it was just total independence? That's a hard one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, well, when I started working um, in the music industry was when I was going to a lot of gigs. Prior to that, yeah, when I was too young to either have the money or um, get into the venue. I'd say. Uh, so you took to, the side door in instead of like us yeah. saving our money up and doing, you know, the the lawnmower. Oh, I, I still don't know months. how to save money. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you you got a job in the industry. Yeah. What age were you then? Uh, I started when I was uh, probably 19, 20. Yeah. Uh, working for like um, loading, lo- uh, crewing companies, lock and load. Um, and yeah, yeah, that first gig is really hard to. Um, All right, well, what about your most memorable gig as a roadie? Uh, tool. At that'll do it that'll yeah. do it yeah, yeah alright yeah. <laughs> we've got a bit of a tool theme going tonight so that's alright that's wow cool. I remember yeah. actually entertainment I remember your, your T talking to me about that talking to, about Danny Carey's snare drum and how fucking heavy it is yeah because it's made from melted down cymbals and it's metal and I remember your brother telling me like he had, he had to lift it and it's like 25 kilos. Yeah. yeah. Or something like that. Just the snare. Yeah, I never got so. that close. Yeah. Just, just pushing speakers. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, but you still, you can still, I worked on a tool gig. That's yeah. good. That's wow. Good. Got to go. We got to go. So. Oh yeah. shit, I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Um, what were you, what were you listening to today? Uh, today, um... Even just on the way here. Um, I wasn't actually because I don't have my music. Um, <laughs> but what I'm listening to at the moment, like uh, Sickest or um, Animals as Leaders, kind of um, progressive uh, math metal yeah. type. Yeah, yeah. I seem, that seems to sort of yeah, keep my interest. Yeah. Did you say math metal? Is yeah, that, progressive math metal. Progressive? I, th- I think. I'm, I've not kept up with uh, genres for a while. Yeah. But um, yeah, this band called Sickest. Um, uh, yeah, like they use a lot of um, complex kind of rhythms. Not um, like where you've got bands like My Sugar, where they have like a, a, a riff that kind of um, uh, it works past the count of four, but then repeats and repeats to then come back to the one after so many rotations. Yeah. Like Sickers, they've got a 
bit more freedom in their approach where they, they do use those similar techniques but then they could you know um, not so much stick to the rhythm you know they, they sort of move around a lot more free than, yeah um, so it's a bit more, bit more improvised or is it uh, I wouldn't say improvised you'd, you'd almost say like they'd all you know it, it's all kind of written um, music so when you say math metal right because that to me I like I not really heard of that term, but yeah. is that like nine string guitars and, and that sort of mm. stuff where they're using I think, those? I think my take on it is it's more to do with the time right. signatures where they don't just follow a straight four four time, yeah, you know, like a count of one, two, three, four, two, yeah. two, three, yeah. three, and so on. It, it'll be like um, maybe counting to five, yeah, you know. But um, still with the four, four yeah. beat underneath it. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of chaos theory. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like yeah. with, that, with that sort of thing, it's just finding where that one is and yeah. coming back to it yeah. maybe. It, four, it always four, comes, comes back to it. always comes back yeah, to that's, one eventually. Math metal, it's kind of worked out that way. It's yeah, like, right. Um, because I, I, I had a bass teacher like years and years and years ago who was writing music using math yeah uh, just like I looked at him and went oh, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing there man you're in the wrong building yeah but there is you know I, I don't understand I'm not going to pretend that I know the theory behind it but yeah. there is connections there I would like to you know understand that a bit more but yeah 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 oh, I'm proper fucked then because I can't play music and I failed math so <laughs> I'm out uh, and and do you have a um, this is the embarrassing question, right? Do you have a secret artist or passion or music that you listen to that? <clears throat> What's your guilty pleasure? Yeah, you wouldn't want other people to know about. Yeah, Britney Spears. Or, I, mean, I know you're. Hey, uh, hey, hey, don't worry. Uh, a, yeah, lot around, a lot of people around this table. I never thought this so. question had ever come. <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, Engelbert Humperdinck. No, you know, I used to listen to that song. Um, won't you take me to oh, a funky shoe? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> loved it. Loved, loved it. it. Yeah. Put you in the good mood? Yeah, it still yeah. does. Thinking about it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I'd listen to it now. Come yeah. on, not. But, no, no, you don't, <laughs> you're listening to it on the way home. Like yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, he got, he's getting in the car and putting a smooth FM yeah. straight on. <laughs> Because you know it's on rotation every hour there for sure. God, you just say uh, you could do the Spotify classic 80s, mate, and it'd be up there. I think they're touring Pseudo Echo. You know what they are? You know they're doing an 80s with um, uh, Wang Chung, yeah. Wawa Nee, Pseudo oh, Echo. It's an 80s theme at the uh, Enmore Theatre, the little Enmore plug there. Um, <clears throat> I think it's it's in like two weeks. Look yeah, it up. right. There's, uh, yeah, it's definitely, and it's, mate, it's a hit parade of, oh. of Flock of Seagulls. They only have one song. Yeah. <laughs> they had the hair and stuff like that, but trust me, you know Flock of Seagulls. Everybody yeah. does. It was very big in that film, uh, The Wedding Singer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Drew Barrymore, Adam Sandler. But that was that whole generation that that movie's based around was uh, the... Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think I got an email from Ticketmaster for that gig, but I can't fucking find it. Just go straight to the Enmore site. Do that. But there's a lot... I mean, that that... Is actually a good point that 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 sort of um, those sort of gigs because that's one of the things that drew me into the idea behind this podcast is that that 
those sort of gigs keep coming up and people fucking pay hand over fist. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. who the fuck wants to go and see Cheeto Echo? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the other like, poster, I saw the poster yesterday, which was the genre that we were really into in that generational period when we were growing up at um, R&B Live. And it's yeah. got Janet Jackson, yeah. 50 Cent. Yeah. Um, the, the, again, a hip parade of all that um, R&B. Uh, yeah. 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s R&B. Yeah. And that's playing out at the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Go West. Shiro Echo, Flock of Seagulls, Cutting Crew and Wang Chun. To feel young again. Yeah. And I mean, that, that's the generation above us, you know, yeah. like the, the yeah. guys that came just before us. But, you know, like the Prophecy of Rage, you yeah. know, who was basically Rage Against the Machine with Chuck D and, and Be Real. Yeah. I yeah. took Leroy to go and see them. And that was great. And it was mm. like proper mosh. You know, it was like an old, it was all guys my age in the mosh pit, you know, like it was yeah, everyone yeah. jumping, not like the ones I've been into with the kids now where they're all trying to elbow me in the fucking head. You know, it was more like that, just that 90s bounce. Oh, and, okay. and being able to show like Leroy that yeah. was so cool, you know, like, yeah. and, and that's what, that's the, the, what I want to talk about with you today is that stuff. Yeah. The, the experiences that we had, like gigs that we went to, it was just like, that's so fucking good and I miss that now yeah, yeah you know and I still go back and I listen to those bands and go oh, that was so good that time yeah. I mean I think the 90s were a pretty special time in terms oh. of music anyway yeah, yeah. you know we've, we've sort of discussed our favourite bands I'm not mentioning either of those tonight too because people get the shits because I bring them up all the time oh, <laughs> you know, we talk, we we have mentioned ad nauseum and done episodes on why those are our favourite bands and mm. the big effect that they had on us in in our lives. So, is there for you one band or a particular style of music that you go back to, like you know, the beginning of your high school days, or you know, maybe you you seven, eight, nine, ten that you kind of went, yeah, that that. Maybe it was Metallica, maybe it was, I don't know. Pantera. I tend to, yeah, I still listen to a bit of Pantera. Yeah. Now, like, um, on my Spotify playlist, I'll have um, a couple of 90s bands that, you know, but I find that while I'm listening to them now, I'm like, I don't have the same kind of excitement. No. Or anywhere near or, you know, it's, um, brings back a memory, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I'm mostly listening to to music that's kind of uh, to early two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was that for you a more important period in your in your life, like in terms of your listening? In terms of listening, yes. Yeah, yes. And in, in terms of uh, playing or, or enjoying live music, no, no. I definitely say nineties. And on that, like a lot of the big gigs, except for Pantera. I didn't really enjoy as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of the bands that I listen to, you find that the the recordings are a lot more um, enjoyable than yeah. than the live shows for the sound quality. I mean, it's always a buzz to see you you know um, see your heroes. See your heroes, yeah. Like yeah I de- definitely found that with Metallica. Yeah. When they came out on the the, the Black Album tour. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Caius so much more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caius were fucking great. <laughs> Metallica were good, but Caius were like just yeah. raw rock. Mm. You know, they were you know like 
cave, caveman rock type of stuff. You yeah, know? Like yeah, the, yeah. You know, well, it's a reflection of a, a, a good band and musician. If <clears throat> not, if they can replicate what they put out on an album, but if they can actually perform it better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a true sign of a of a pure band. And I, I've said this before. I go to a lot of gigs where I haven't even listened to any of their music beforehand. Mm. Just so I can hear them in their purest form. Yeah. And if they're not going to cut it for me yeah, then, yeah, all right. they're not going to, um, you know, the albums, not they're not worth listening to, but um, these the Rubens, Sydney band, I like them live. I've seen them live. I've never been able to get through an entire album of theirs. Yeah, right. I just can't do it. Yeah. But live, they just, yeah, you know, they for, yeah, they just morph into a different entity mm. and they really just come out of their shells and they, they're great mm. musicians. Mm. Whether it's, you know, they don't have the right producers behind them on the album or I don't know what's going on, but for me personally, mm. I, I struggle to listen to them. Mm. Mm. I was thinking about that point actually this week. In I did a lot of driving over the weekend um, with the bushfires and stuff. I was heading up, yeah. up to uh, Brisbane. It took me a long time. But I was thinking a lot about when you and I used to write music together yeah. and the where you find the music that is interesting to play but not too difficult so that you lose the audience. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because there has to be a, a when you know and that this comes from that where studio recordings are a different um, beast to playing live. Yeah. Where you can write something that's like, oh God, that's fucking so good to play and it yeah. took me three months yeah. to fucking yeah. work out how to do that. And then you play it to someone and go, <laughs> the interest isn't the same. Well, the interest isn't the same and 90% of your audience are not musicians. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you, you have to find that, you have to- It's almost that. like it's all about hooks. Yeah, it is, it. it is, but you, you have to find the hook that you like to play yeah. that people also like to hear. Yeah. You know, because the, the, like Mr. Bungle is the classic example because mm. they walk that line hard. Yeah. You know, and in some some of their tracks, you can kind of go, they just went, it gives a shit. We're yeah. playing what we want to play, yeah. what sounds good to us. Yeah. And it's also an atmosphere that yeah. they can create that you can familiarize with as yeah. well. Like, yeah, but it's interesting with, with, with what, you, what you say, like with the Rubens, where you can't listen to their to their music recorded, but live it's a different beast, you know? like. That, that songwriting aspect of it is I always struggle with, you know, yeah. like, and, oh, I, I want to make it hard for me to play because I want to develop as a musician. Yeah. But yeah. if you can't listen to it, like, because I say I've been sending you a lot of stuff yeah. just because I want someone to hear it. Yeah. You know? Keep like, sending me that stuff. No, don't worry. Awesome. I want to, <laughs> trust me, I'm being controlled at the moment. I'm, I'm, writing, <laughs> I'm writing at least one track a week. Yeah. At least wow. at a minimum. Wow. Yeah. And, and loving it because I'm, I'm, I'm total freedom yeah i have no one telling me no you can't play that style or you can't do that sound it's just yeah. like whatever yeah. I, <laughs> I have a theory right that there is i've been thinking a lot about recently where ideas creative ideas come from yeah because yeah. a lot of the time i'll be playing and i'll make a mistake and the mistake will be right yeah. okay so that i think i sent you a track last week that had these interesting sort of harmonic guitar lines yeah they were all mistakes and but when i played it and i heard it back it's like Fuck, that works yeah so where does that come from you know like where does did, did my fingers go 
oh, that's that's where you're supposed to go, mm. and mm. ignored my brain, even though my mm. brain was going, no, no, play that on the other string. Yeah. So where it's you know yeah, like it's yeah. that that that, yeah. that creative because it, it sometimes it's like it's not from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just it's coming from the the ether or the you yeah. know yeah yeah. Just like the, it's like that Mastodon album, the crack in the sky. You know, mm. it's like a calm trying to find the crack in reality mm. where the creativity will come through. Mm. You know? And sometimes it, it sometimes if you're so relaxed and instead of being critical on what you what's coming out of you, yeah, then anything that you do can be enjoyable. But yeah. There's one thing that I used to love um, when I was jamming. Um, how we used to swap instruments a lot. Yeah. And then the different ideas from everyone on a different instrument would come through and like, I, I could play guitar and I, I would stop and start and be like, no, nah, that's not right, that's not fitting, no, nah, that's not what mm -hmm. I'm after. And yet I could give the guitar to you or Mule and you would just play. And yeah. and it was almost like, um, like when I heard it, I'd be like, I, I could never do that yeah. and, and not be critical and, not, and, no. and try and change it or try and shape it or manipulate it and I began to wonder if it was just the enjoyment that you're having with it yeah you know, and, and, like and also that the not overthinking it yeah and allowing yeah. The, the the creative juices or whatever you want to call yeah. it to take over yeah you know yeah. And, and that that's what I'm doing at the moment a lot of yeah. that a lot of it is I'm getting really stoned and doing that as well yeah because I think that helps yeah because especially like with my job and I'm driving for 12 you know 12 hours in a day yeah. yeah i don't have the time to go home sit down relax for a couple of hours pick up my guitar play for a little bit try and run it's done oh, i've got two hours yeah okay i'm getting ripped and then i'm fucking picking up my guitar yeah and i'm pressing record yeah. and whatever comes comes it's about where you apply what kind of yeah you know yeah see that's a trait of your psyche one story that i for some reason i have this odd memory of you yeah Hope Town gig, so I want to say on Gaku. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, Hope Town, probably. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and Paul had tipped me off. He said, "Watch Ricky tonight because I I taught him this. He came to me this week and he asked me to teach him how do I jump and play guitar at the same time." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you're right. He's always been a little stiff up there, yeah. like really concentrating so like." And that gig was the first time you actually were able to play and, and jump, jump on stage at the same time and get right into the whole thing and the crowd just like that. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, fuck <laughs> <laughs> go, brother, just that let go. That, actually, that probably, we it. probably would have played with um, Kaiser that night. That would have been... Yeah, that sounds T familiar. would have been, been art just after us yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Hope Town. It was all about that don't overthink it, let it go right yeah. down to the point of your physical body. Yeah. You know, you were just so, okay, I've got Always, to get it yeah, right. Yeah. I've got to do Always this. Always nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Always nervous. And it was yeah. one, it was, I think it was probably the last gig that I saw you guys play and I was just like, and you were loving it. Yeah. Loving it. Yeah. You spent all week in the rehearsal learning how to jump. <laughs> <laughs> but it's those little things in people's psyche that makes them the people that they are. Yeah. And as yeah. a musician, you were able to overcome that and find the balance between the two and relax a little. And I bet that made your playing flow a bit more and come out and that would have you know leaked out into the rest of the band yeah so as you said you couldn't believe how these guys were doing it when they're you know, swapping and doing that and not overthinking it so yeah. it must have come to the point where you just right let's just get the symbiote circle going here and everyone's on the same you know yeah. flow and page yeah but it was one of the best gigs i ever saw you guys play because everyone was just having it yeah mm. 
Mm. And that, that energy you, you need to have, especially with the style of stuff that we were doing, yeah, yeah. that bounce was so important. Yeah, That bounce, every song, didn't matter the tempo, it had to have that... And that just... And again, that's one of those things of, okay, it's got that rhythm, it doesn't really matter what we play. Yeah. It's got that bounce, and that's what will bring people in and, and get, them, get their head into the music. Mm-hmm. I was thinking this weekend too, I was actually trying to remember going way, way back, the, the first time I met you. I don't remember the first time I met you or your brother, but I remember the first time I saw you play. And uh, Rita Miller, who was our music teacher at Ramwick North, yeah. pulled me aside. You were sitting in the music room playing guitar, and she said, watch that guy. He's going to be good. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. Because I'd already jammed with T yeah. a few times when uh, I think he came in and sat in with The Habit for a couple of months when yeah, Chris yeah, went yeah. overseas. And, yeah, and she pulled me up and pointed you out. I think you were in year seven, so I would have been in year nine or year 10 or something like mm-hmm. that. I watch that guy. Nah, cool. Yeah. Keep an eye on The Ricky. arts teachers were the best around the world. Ah, no, awesome. oh, Just yeah. let you go and do, do your thing, you know, and like... Um, was Eva Prakash still there? She was the other one I was just about to mention. Yeah, she, she, I didn't actually um, study at all because she was like, it's, you're going to waste your time, you know, just, but just keep drawing. Yeah. keep doing That's yeah. What she, she yeah she was the same with my brother yeah and uh, he he went on you know to go to uh, Billy Blue Art School he's a graphic artist and he's head art director for Carve Sunglasses and does all that and he also has his side thing where he does these you know paddles and boards and stuff like that with wood burning we've had him on as a yeah. guest mm-hmm. but Eva Prakaska still to this day turns up at his shows every time he does them she still comes. Still comes, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Like that, he, yeah, he... Oh, if, if, if one of my brother does one of his exhibitions, Bound by Sea, down at Bondi, I'll let you know. Yeah, awesome. Eva is at every single one. <laughs> and she loves it because we all go and she gets to catch up with everybody. Yeah, and yeah. She's exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> she looks the same. She is the same. The hand gestures, yeah. the hugging, yeah. the leaning on you. She's yeah. always so happy. Yeah, maybe that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking too this week, and it's actually a pity your brother's not here, because mm. um, I wanted to say this to him as well. Because I'm thinking about all the people that I played with, you know, Mule and, and Joel and mm. Che, and you know, guys in the Habit and the guys in Doctor Smooth, Alan and Buddha, and and you and T were my favourite people to play with. Yeah, like hands down, because you guys understood metal mm. and you understood funk yeah and you knew how to find the balance mm. like with you with t like some of the tracks that i send you man i'm seriously trying to make it sound like him drumming oh. because that for me like that's where i'm most comfortable yeah he's the he's the one drummer that i i'd always like just would hook in straight away mm. and it's just time like it's mm. one of those things just with bass players and drummers is everything's time if you yeah. don't put the time in you don't get the connection you know yeah, like yeah and the, the, my happiest times playing are the three of us yeah like hands down like it, it just I don't know I know that's a bit of a first time I don't mean to get you no, no, get you, you in here and blow some smoke up your yeah. ass mate <laughs> but like it's yeah, it's, it's true like it, you know like it do you guys need a moment <laughs> I can step out turn the camera off <laughs> No, like, uh, that's why I was stoked that you wanted to, you know, that it was, you know, 
you wanted to come in because like you mentioned Pantera before yeah I think that band for the three of us was like you me and T was super important mm. especially mm. Volga Volga's player power yeah, yeah. I know people, I don't really like the term groove metal, but that's what people call it. Yeah. But that album is funk. Like that album, every single track, like you listen to Walk, you know, but it's got, it's groovy, man. It is, it's it's funky, you know, like even though it's heavy as fuck, you know, like I remember the first time listening to that album, like just like, my God, someone took Metallica and just cranked it, you know, like and made it, Ballsy. A new level. A new level, yeah, exactly. So, um, I remember seeing that song, uh, Mouth, uh, Mouth for Mouth War. War. Yeah. Hold your mouth for war. Seeing Phil Anselmo on that scene where he's breaking the, the big Oh, wall. with the sledgehammer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, are these guys? guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's his name? Um, uh, Brad and Matt Hoy oh. showed, showed, me, showed me them. I think we'd gone jig school when I'd gone yeah. back to back, gone back to do year 12 again and they Boy, played it uh, Matthew oh, I thought his name was Hope Matthew Matthew Hope bass, sorry bass Matthew. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 Kiwi guy yeah 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 and he he showed Pantera to me yeah, like, oh. yeah. that album especially was like you know I think think back to all the stuff that's been influential they're such a huge part mm. and I think they get mm. a little bit lost because they've been gone for so long yeah, people sort of forget how big they were. The impact, yeah. the impact they had yeah. on, on. I mean, they they knocked Michael Jackson off the number one spot. Yeah, on right. billboards in America, like the not the metal charts, so that the actual. Yeah. Without release, that was um, um, far beyond driven. Without releasing a single, oh, wow. the album went to number one. You know, like proud to be part of that. Oh, fully. <laughs> fully. So, what else? Do you think what what other influence do you think music plays in your life, like just in general? Do you still? I mean, we haven't seen each other for a while, so yeah. you know it's a bit of a good. This is a bit of a catch up for us as well. Yeah. Do you still like? Are you still playing? Are you still? Uh, only as far as like you know, I couldn't even put it down to twice a week, once yeah. a week anymore. You know, it's just like. One weekend, I've just had enough, and I'll, that's all I want to do. Yeah, you know, it's like. I mean, you're days. you're in a different space, and you've yeah. now like then yeah. you've been at, you know you've got a small baby, you know. Yeah, like, and yeah. I've got too many things to be happy with. It's, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, it's um, I don't know. I'm finding time a bit hard to um, organize at the moment. It's yeah. Like, um, Listen, uh, there's a, a perfect line. I can't remember the comedian. I heard it off from. But when yeah. you have kids, yeah, you don't have time. You have moments. Yeah, you know, you sip yeah. a cup of tea. Yeah, that was nice. That's your moment. Then yeah. you're back. <laughs> time that time doesn't exist anymore. You no, know, like no. you, you lay yeah. around. It's twelve o'clock. Yeah, fuck it. I'm not getting out of bed today. Yeah, uh, that doesn't That's exist anymore. No, no. no. You no. just have, just have those it's moments. Like, you it's know? like you were in my room this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled over and thought, oh, where are the? Oh, I don't have yeah, kids. <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. So that that's that's I mean, that's a massive change in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How how old's Bub's now? She's going on eight months. Eight months. All oh, right. Yeah. Freshy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, you're in the Not trenches. Not talking or walking yet. No, you're no. in the trenches. Yeah, big time, bro. <laughs> big time. Um, um she's sleeping through the night? 
Yeah, she does get up a couple of times, but you know, compared to the stories we hear, like she's she's been really good. Don't have a second one. That's what I've I've learned. They all go, oh yeah, the first one's a dream. So I thought we'd have a second one. <laughs> he ruined our lives. What were we thinking? Yeah, don't say that to Leroy. <laughs> uh, On the other hand, you do have someone else watching the kid. Yeah. Yeah. The other kid. Yeah, <laughs> well, you would have grown up like that. I mean, yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you guys are local Maroubra boys, right? Yeah, Maroubra. Yeah, we yeah. started out in some Bondo Randwick, but yeah, ended yeah. up ended up in Maroubra. So, so T is older than you. Yeah, by two. So I would know him because I don't. I if if you're in year nine, year ten, I was almost leaving. I was year twelve, so we made a crossover one year. If you're in year seven, yeah. I don't really remember you at school. Yeah, no, and T T was only a year younger than me. And I think you were two, two below, two, maybe three years below me. Yeah, I think yeah. I started in 92. I left in 92. Yeah. No, 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 you left in 91. Oh, I left oh. in 92. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and that's, and that's why that Rita Miller comment was such a huge yeah. thing, because it was like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll watch that kid. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And then, then when I think you started playing with Paul Mack, and Mule, yeah. I was like, fuck, I can't play it. Get me to Paul. Yeah, and we tried to steal the school drum kit. <laughs> <laughs> Upon hearing that it was going to the primary school, we were like, yeah, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually got seen running away with parts of the drum kit to... No. Yeah. By who? I uh, was the sci- uh, teacher in the science department. It was, Mr. you know, he Mr. saw Mr. the humour in it. Yeah. No, oh, Copaz. Copaz. Really? Yeah. He caught you stealing the school yeah. drum kit. Yeah. And during he's the bass day. player, I think too. So. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he kind of. Um, what time of day was this? Uh, lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime. <laughs> yeah. So it was a well thought, a well thought out well, plan. Was that? Under, was under that the, the car? Was that how we got to drive the car? Like none of us could drive. But. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been my best mate's sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, under the cover of sunshine. <laughs> I'm going to say that was the end of your criminal career. Yeah. Oh, the start. Wow. We didn't see it like we were doing anything wrong. We were like... <laughs> yeah, fuck those kids. I want that kid. Yeah, and I did see that drum kit after, after it went to the primary school. They were kind of... Each kid had a different part of the drum kit. I was devastated. So they <laughs> torn it apart. The little monsters. <laughs> Were you there when Bede Murphy was there, though? Murphy? No. No, Mr. he must Murphy. have gone. because no, he was my year. So he was your year, that's right. No, no. There was Mr. Murphy, who was the other music uh, teacher. Yeah. It was his son. And he had a drum kit in the corner in the music room that no one was allowed to play. Oh, okay. Bede's yeah. drum kit. It was yeah, Bede's okay. kit. And then there was the other one that was next to it, the one you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I know, like, from talking to your brother, they would just go in and get on his kid anyway until <laughs> yeah. Murphy came in and you know would spew at him so. what's he going to do, like, all, do. He, all he do is walk in and yell at them yeah, yeah exactly get off my son's kit <laughs> but how can you have a double drum solo with one kit <laughs> oh, look, there's another kit right next to it with a sheet over yeah, that's it oh, security's not very good Murphy's down playing basketball time to get on his kid exactly <laughs> yeah he'll be on the court going those little fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do, do you remember what your um, 
your favourite gig? Like all time, like recently, way back in the day. Uh, I, I remember that. Right? I, I remember the the Pantera like that Pantera oh, the, tour to, to my live show to go to. Yeah, um, would have to have been Pantera. Yeah, because that would be the one gig I absolutely lost myself in it. Was know? that the the Far Beyond Driven? Because that's the uh, one 94. I went to. Yeah, that would have yeah. been that one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was brutal. Yeah, that yeah. was brutal. That had a sound that was just—I'd never heard anything live like that. Yeah, and probably haven't haven't yeah. since. You know, that was yeah. It's really interesting to listen to it now after listening to so many different bands and their productions and how much kind of the sounds grown. And then you go back and listen to Pantera again. It's like, wow, that's you kind of lose a lot of bass and. No. Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm not a fan of like the the newer metal. When five string basses started coming in, yeah, because it's like when you listen to Rex from Pantera, like you can hear his lines, man. Yeah, like you can, and he he's, I think he's super underrated in that band. Yeah, you know, like with how much he supported, like especially when Dimebag is soloing and they cut out any rhythm guitar. Yeah, and it's just like and I think the track is slaughtered of uh, Beyond Driven and yeah. the, the line underneath is just so supportive of everything yeah. and, and he's really yeah. bridging the gap between the drummer and the guitarist yeah. and he's only playing a four string yeah you know like I, but I, his, his riffs were always so good to listen to yeah. as well like the, the way he just sort of rolled with the drums and yeah um, but yeah. he still managed like yeah. I mean I think I think one of the, the out of that whole early 90s period there's a couple of producers like music producers that defined what those bands sounded like and Terry Day yeah was the master of that yeah like you talk Soundgarden Bad Motorfinger yeah like that was I think that was his first big one um Vulgar Display of Power Mm. uh, I think the first four Deftones albums oh wow yeah you know like he 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 defined that metal sound yeah. and that big rock sound mm-hmm. and especially those bass sounds yeah you yeah. know like the, that bottom end he, he the, the sounds he could pull were just yeah I think, the, I think the Deftones guitarist was one of the first ones that started using like seven and nine string guitars yeah and the bass doesn't get lost yeah you know like yeah. it's, it's not like okay we've got that nine string really dirty deep sounding guitar we don't you, you sort of lose the bass in the mix yeah, he yeah, managed to yeah. still keep that keep that in there yeah and yeah. was so influential in that time like must be a hard thing to do because like, I mean metal like the guitars are always so you know you've got to have a big guitar sound usually yeah. usually, usually there are yeah. there are a few bands out there that don't don't um, use like Gorefest they're kind of like a um, um, doom metal um where the guitar the guitar sound isn't as gainy or like the distortion isn't as strong but you yeah. hear, you know like it's um as if yeah. the, you know, you're clarity. playing with blues sound more yeah. than that, you know like a bit of gain that's yeah. like, um, really interesting approach not an overly produced sound just turn yeah. the volume up type of thing yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah no, I definitely prefer um, lots of distortion because um, your your brother's band um, Kaiser yeah that I always had trouble listening to them because they had those two guitarists and what were they know was it Brad and Daniel Daniel Brad, yeah. yeah they had like a 12 inch speaker on their cabinets it's like yeah 
fucking poor Steph yeah. is there smashing his bass out. It's like you could, could be playing anything, mate. Like you, yeah. you know, you yeah. don't, you don't. And he was he's a really good muso as well. Like yeah. his, his whole family are freaks, you know, yeah. like yeah. classically trained this, that, and the other. Mm. And yeah, so but yeah, I think Terry Date, I think he's so overlooked yeah. in terms of yeah. when people look back and they oh Nirvana and you know his his sound and his production made so much of the 90s heavy stuff like I used to look for albums that he produced yeah yeah. oh Terry Date did that oh, fuck I'll take it I'll listen to that for sure you know because you know what you're going to get you know the sound that you're going to get and yeah. yeah that was almost always the dreams oh Terry Date will produce me one day <laughs> <laughs> I'll sit down and we'll make a you know we'll make a good fucking you know good record with him and blah 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 because what uh, what was his name the guy from Mantissa that we recorded with Adam Pringle. Yeah, because they recorded with Terry Date. Oh yeah. They got when they went Who, to the Mantissa. St- yeah, they because they went it. they they started making it big here and then they went to the states. They moved like everything to the states, mm. and recorded an album with him, because he was telling us stories of that Terry Date was telling him about Phil from Pantera yeah, when he yeah. got that. That's right. The, he got the unscarred, and he's like, <laughs> he said the stories that Phil walked into the studio and Terry's turned around and go, "Why'd you get unscared on your fucking belly, mate?" Like, said, <laughs> <laughs> "No, it's unscarred, man." You know, which is kind of humorous, but yeah, that that was always the dream, man. Was mm. to, was to go and do that sort of stuff. Mm. Anything else? You wanna do you wanna pull out a Ricky? <laughs> I can't think. I'm, <clears throat> no, I, 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 I'm four beers in. I'm kind of just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You relax. You relax. I've hit we'll that comfort plane. It's been a. Uh, She's been a busy week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot going on. A lot going on. There's a lot going on everywhere. Just a quick shout yeah. out to all the um, firefighters at the moment. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I yeah. drove back down through Taree on the weekend. Holy fuck. Wow. And I know they've shut the highways up again. The New yeah. England's shut and the Pacific Highway's shut again this afternoon. So yeah. it's very sad. To so all, yeah. the, all the volunteers and all the I people out there doing it. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's harsh. This is going to be a really big one because yeah. there's a lot, a lot of people dead. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's well over 100 houses lost. 150 houses 150 yesterday. 150 houses, yeah, yeah yesterday. So, yeah. Um, my thoughts go out to them. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. they're listening to some good tunes in the fire truck on the way there. Just a yeah. of, maybe a bit of Pantera. Come <laughs> <laughs> hell! <laughs> I am <laughs> um, No, in all seriousness, I should say. <laughs> go firefighters. Um, Come on, I'm still going to hush you again. You've got to give me one band. Yeah. Right? That you... Influence you more than just... Just your music. Um, Something that inflected, like, spoiler alert, I'm mentioning Alice in Chains again. When I listened to Dirt, I felt different the first time I listened to it than before I heard it. It was like I could sense there was a complete change in my mental state from hearing that. Yeah. So what I want to know is there something like that for you? Pantera was definitely that. Pantera was that. Yeah. So that would be Volga, right? Pretty well, yeah. That was yeah. a light on moment for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started changing the way I thought. Um, my clothes, for one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you know, getting into. Um, Is that when you started yeah. to play heavy as well? 
Yeah, I, like I, I started learning how to play Alice in Chains songs yeah. at home. Um, that's what got me into a lot of um, guitar. Um, but Pantera was what sort of got me into solid, um, into wanting to be a muso. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's pretty huge. That is. Yeah. Well, see, it's December. It is. Christmas is coming. For our dedicated listeners, I believe we've got a little Christmas special. Do we? We're going to pull out and have a little jam. Oh, yeah, we are. Yes. Yep. So tell me, when was the last time you two... I tried to think of this and I couldn't. <laughs> ...sat and actually jammed together? I mean, we, we jammed like about three or four years ago with Mill. Yeah. In that, in that fucking... In Ultimo, under the little railway bridge. Ah, uh, yeah. Just off from the skate park there. Yeah. Yeah. But you and I just... Jamming out. The last time what I about? remember, you were living in Surrey Hills. I couldn't think of it. Wasn't Alexandria? You, me, and Mill were playing in Alexandria. Stage door. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been yeah. It's at least three years ago though. Maybe four. It might have. Yeah, it might have been more. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Do everything three, four years ago. Yeah, at least. At okay. least. So we should pull them out and have a bit of a... Let's uh, pack up this mess and... Uh, Sounds good. Let's move out so of the we couch will, and have a jam session. We'll, we'll have a break and you won't notice.
support this year from me and Robbo. Um, really appreciate everyone that's listened, that's downloaded, that's followed us, that's liked us, that's hated us, that's... Look, if we get any reaction out of you, that's awesome for us. Any reaction is good <laughs> reaction. Hey, we're happy to, we're just happy that one person listens. I'm going to quote Maynard, if it moves you, even if it means you hate us, at least we did something. Better than nothing at all, you know. So, but look, everyone have a really safe and awesome Christmas Absolutely. and happy Love to New all the year. family. Love to everyone's family, and we'll be back in January. We will. We're um, not going anywhere. We're going to be as pest as pest can be. Pest, pest can you? Pest can pe- pestering you? Pestering? Do you want me to cut? We go. No, 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 that's okay. Let's that's that's all right. Pestering all right. you. Love everybody. Thanks Thank for you your so support. Much. Be safe. See you in January.